you are listening to a recording provided for the use of the blind and print impaired. Materials or items read on Airs LA are the copyright property of the original authors and publishers. No unauthorized use or duplication is permitted. Hello, I'm Don Leary. Welcome to this podcast of articles from Women's Health, a presentation of Airs LA. Today's article is by Arielle Sicklet from the November 2021 edition. The New Happily Ever After First comes love, then comes marriage, right? Eh, the old song doesn't quite paint a picture of the vast array of forms wedded bliss can take. You know, the kinds that provide deep fulfillment and joy. After ending a romantic relationship in 2019, Jay Gersio noticed herself comparing everyone she dated to her best friend, Crystal May Purificado. I just knew I wanted to build a life with her, and I couldn't foresee myself building that trust with anyone I was romantically involved with, says Jay. When she married Crystal in 2020, and they adopted their son, it was important to be socially recognized as a family and reap the legal and financial benefits of marriage, since, Jay says, they're more than roommates and co-parents. Crystal is my most significant other. Their marriage may seem unconventional because, in a society that still praises the esteemed meet-cute, 2.5 kids, and picket fence, it is. But the love marriage didn't really waltz down the aisle until the 18th century, making it practically brand new in the grand scheme of the institution's 50,000-year history. Says Stephanie Kuntz, Director of Research and Public Education for the Council on Contemporary Families and author of Marriage, A History, How Love Conquered Marriage. There are benefits to getting hitched. People in happy marriages tend to live longer, have fewer strokes and heart attacks, and have lower levels of the stress hormone cortisol than their single peers. But as the rules of engagement evolve, women are ditching dated scripts to write their own happily ever. Living Apart Together When Marcy Hubbard's husband, Matt, was offered a job in Denver, she chose to remain in Dallas with her youngest daughter, who'd been accepted to a performing arts high school. Originally, the separation was meant to be temporary, but four years later, there's no reunion date in sight. Matt, the outdoorsy type, lives by mountains, while the extra alone time pushed Marcy, a city-slicking cosmetologist, to found Pright Beauty, an on-site hair and makeup service. Spouses may choose to live apart, different states, countries, or even apartment units for various reasons, says journalist Vicki Larson, co-author of The New I Do. These relationships have become popular with older people, especially women, she says, noting that it enables them to avoid the default household duties often expected in shared spaces. It's also common among those remarrying or who've been single for a while. They opt to live on their own to maintain a sense of individuality. Catering to your own needs 
lends itself to a successful relationship, says Chantress Parks, Ph.D., a marriage and family therapist in Upland, California. Cultivating your individuality and personal fulfillment can foster growing intimacy and trust. Marcy admits, extending their time apart can be tough, but, she says, there's a beautiful balance in working together for one another's best interests. Opening the Relationship Some folks know they aren't built for monogamy, says Parks. They have needs that are greater than any one person could meet. Open marriages have been stigmatized for challenging monogamy, but they really just provide an alternative. Nor are they outlets for spouses who are unhappy, Park says. For many, it's ideological. They don't believe monogamy is the only way to do marriage. Couples will usually establish a framework for their consensual non-monogamy, then rely on heaps of communication and healthy boundaries. Partners may agree to seek out sex or romance only while traveling. Others might decide against disclosing details but have regular check-ins. The key, says Parks, is coming to an agreement and following it, always finding time and space to touch base. Parenting proudly as top priority. From the outside, they resemble families in which parents are in love. But in parenting marriages, spouses maintain their committed relationship only as it pertains to their children, says Parks. This arrangement sidesteps potential custody battles, multiple houses, and holidays spent apart, and shifts the focus to providing a stable and loving environment for their kids. Time once spent planning their next date night, for example, is now reallocated to preparing family dinner together. That's not to say the emotional connection between these couples isn't strong. It's just not sexual, says Parks. Instead, couples might allow extramarital partners, but they'll almost always come home to each other because of their shared priority and emotional needs. And though children are the anchors, Parenting spouses won't necessarily part ways once kids grow up. Park adds, They may continue living together as companions and may co-grandparent. Taking friends forever to a whole new level. Marriage has become less about what someone was taught they need from a partner and more about what they want in a partnership. Enter platonic unions, which happen among people who generally have a really strong friendship before they decide to enter into a marriage, like Jay and Crystal, says Parks. It's an ideal situation for anyone who is asexual, she notes, or for those like Jay and Crystal who don't subscribe to the belief that romantic love is the only basis for commitment. It's so much more than a roommate you care about deeply, Park says. It means having someone who knows about your dreams, goals, and plans, and encourages you toward them. Explicit commitment is powerful in relationships, even when sex isn't there. Jay hasn't totally rejected romance. 
between. She just doesn't believe it always has to end at the altar. Now she has a girlfriend, and her marriage to Crystal is still going strong. It's wonderful, and it's working for us. Cheers to that. That brings us to the end of today's article, The New Happily Ever After. If you'd like to find out more about Airs LA and the types of programs we offer, follow us by clicking on any of the social media links at the top of our web pages. If you like what you see or hear, please click that button. This podcast is for the sole use of our blind, low vision, and print-impaired listeners. Any unauthorized use is prohibited. I'm Don Leary, and I'll be back soon with another article. Thank you for listening.